this is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced in the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. Find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Misleading messaging tends to plague consumers of yogurt. That wasn't the main point of my latest food section column published under the headline, Cooking with Yogurt, on November 3rd. But I did acknowledge in promoting plain yogurt that the health claims around yogurt aren't so significant when you factor in the quantities of added sugar in most flavored yogurts. And I'm not even talking about fruit flavors. I compared vanilla yogurt, even honey yogurt, very, very popular brand of Greek yogurt, to Umpqua vanilla bean ice cream. The latter actually having less added sugar for the same serving in grams than the food that's so often promoted as a health food. It's true that yogurt's packed with protein, vitamins and minerals, not to mention the live probiotics in so many brands on the market. But all of that is sort of contradicted when it comes with a heavy load of added sugar. So my family's preference is to eat very, very lightly sweetened Nancy's honey yogurt, which has about half the amount of added sugar as pretty much any of its counterparts in the yogurt industry, and add fresh fruit, a little drizzle of honey maybe, or a homemade fruit compote if we want it sweeter. And as an added bonus, we can use that yogurt in all kinds of cooking applications, baking, salad dressings and sauces, as well as rubs for meat, one of which I featured in my column, yogurt spiced chicken, along with recipes for curry potato salad and baked eggs with spinach, yogurt, and sumac. I didn't have room in the column to include some of my favorite baking recipes that I think are just magic for anyone who keeps plain yogurt on hand. And don't get too bogged down in the terminology around Greek-style yogurt, which has become such a buzzword over the past decade. Greek yogurt is really no different from plain yogurt. It's simply yogurt that's been strained more. You can achieve exactly the same effect with Nancy's plain yogurt. I find that brand also has a Greek style, or you can simply let your plain yogurt strain in a colander lined with cheesecloth overnight, and you've got Greek yogurt. Now, granted, Greek yogurt is widely available, It's not too much more expensive than other brands of plain yogurt. So if that's what works for you, that's fine. But it's yet another one of those smoke and mirrors sort of issues around yogurt that's sort of driven me a little nuts at times over the years. I'm going to share two recipes in this podcast that are perfect for plain yogurt, Greek-style yogurt, fat-free, full-fat, whatever you happen to have on hand will work. Again, these are not recipes for fruit-flavored yogurts. You want plain, 
or very, very lightly sweetened. Again, I find Nancy's honey yogurt works really well in these. Why Nancy's? I keep bringing up Nancy's because it's an Oregon original based in Eugene and was the first brand in the 1970s when it was released to contain live probiotics. And it went on to become an icon of the natural foods movement. You can read more about it in my column again, published November 3rd under the headline, Cooking with Yogurt in the Mail Tribune's food section a la carte. So I'll share recipes for English muffins in this podcast, as well as a yogurt cake with pistachios. It would be a really lovely way to sort of mix up holiday desserts for the coming season. It's simple to make, has just a few ingredients, and really cuts back on flour for people who are a little sensitive to wheat or just feeling sort of inundated with those foods during the festive season. First, the recipe for English muffins. And this was posted to my blog archives on February 3rd, 2019, under the headline, No Self-Rising Flour for Baked Goods, No Problem. The easiest way to find this post is by going to my blog archives at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and select from the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page under archives. Select February 2019, and then page almost all the way down to the bottom. They're posted in reverse order for this post. No self-rising flour for baked goods, no problem. These English muffins are courtesy of Tribune News Service. They have just four ingredients, super simple. And I can testify that these come together almost effortlessly and bake up beautifully. With two cups all-purpose flour, one tablespoon baking powder, one teaspoon kosher salt, and two cups plain Greek-style yogurt, fat-free or full fat, will work as well. In a large mixing bowl, whisk together the two cups flour with one tablespoon baking powder and one teaspoon kosher salt. Scrape in the two cups plain yogurt. And then using a soft spatula, mash all those ingredients until the dough comes together for about 30 seconds. Turn this out onto a lightly floured work surface and knead until it's smooth for a few seconds. Divide the dough into eight equal pieces and then with lightly floured hands, roll each of those pieces into a ball. Pat each into a puck about three and a half inches in diameter and a half inch thick. Set these dough pucks on a parchment lined baking sheet, leaving a little room in between each. And then bake in a preheated 400 degree oven for 10 minutes. Flip each muffin over and bake until it's golden brown and hollow sounding when you thump it. And that'll take another 10 to 12 minutes. Let the muffins cool slightly, and then using the tines of a fork, split it open. You sort of have to pry it open a little bit, particularly while it's still warm, but this is the big reward. Slathering each half of that muffin, which is sort of pocked and gorgeous, even more so than a commercially baked English muffin with butter, jam, preserves of your choice. The cooled leftover muffins can be stored in a plastic bag sealed in the refrigerator and you can reheat them at 350 degrees for five minutes or lightly toast them. And that makes about eight English muffins from my blog 
archives the whole dish at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The next recipe also can be found on my blog archives from way back 10 years prior to the English muffin recipe when I posted this yogurt cake with pistachios under the headline, Adapt Traditional Holiday Treats to Gluten-Free Diet. This recipe is not strictly speaking gluten-free, although a substitution could be made for the two and a half tablespoons flour. Gluten-free and gluten-free baking in particular was a really hot topic more than a decade ago when I published this particular post for yogurt cake with pistachios. Find it the same way by going to the blog archives and searching under the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page. You'll find this post under the heading November 2009, and if you click on that from the drop-down menu, it should be the first one you see. It was posted on the 30th, November 30th, 2009. Yogurt cake with pistachios. It calls for three eggs separated, a quarter cup plus three and a half tablespoons super fine sugar, and that's a divided use. Two vanilla pods split in half lengthwise. One cup plus two tablespoons plain Greek yogurt plus extra for serving. The finely grated zest of half an orange. The finely grated zest and juice of one lemon. Two and a half tablespoons flour. A quarter cup coarsely chopped pistachio nuts shelled, of course. Heat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and grease a 10-inch round cake pan. This is a solid pan, not a springform pan. And line the base with parchment paper. Grease the parchment paper and set the pan aside. Of course, again, this isn't a springform pan. It's a conventional cake pan typically used to make layer cakes. In the bowl of a stand mixer or in a large bowl using an electric mixer, beat the three egg yolks with five tablespoons plus two teaspoons of the superfine sugar until it's thick and pale, and that'll take about five minutes. Scrape the seeds from the two vanilla pods and beat them into the egg mixture. Then beat in the one cup plus two tablespoons Greek yogurt, the finely grated zest of half an orange, and the finely grated zest of a lemon plus the lemon's juice, along with the two and a half tablespoons flour until all those ingredients are incorporated. In a separate bowl, whisk the three egg whites with the remaining sugar until soft peaks form. It's easiest to measure out your entire quantity of sugar when you make this recipe, given that the measurements are a little unconventional and add what you need to the mixing bowl with the lemon zest and juice and the yogurt, and then what you have left over gets beaten with the egg whites until soft peaks form. Gently and evenly fold the whites into the yogurt mixture and then pour the cake mixture into that prepared cake pan that's been greased with parchment paper on the bottom that greased as well. Place the cake pan in a larger roasting pan allowing for at least one inch clearance on all sides and then place the roasting pan in the preheated 350 degree oven and pour boiling water into the roasting pan until it goes halfway up the filled cake pan. Bake the cake for 20 minutes and then quickly but gently sprinkle the quarter cup coarsely chopped pistachios over the cake's top. 
continue baking until the top's lightly browned, and that takes about 20 more minutes. The cake should be a light sponge on top with a moist custard below. Doesn't that sound delicious? And I can say this one is delicious. I prepared it, actually served it with huckleberries the year that I made it. It's absolutely fabulous with fresh pomegranate seeds, which are in season now through the next couple of months. So give that one a try for your festive celebrations coming up. It makes six servings of yogurt cake with pistachios. Posted to my blog archives, The Whole Dish, November 30th, 2009, under the headline, Adapt Traditional Holiday Treats to Gluten-Free Diet. And find more recipes for cooking with plain yogurt in my latest food section column. And those are published every other week, also under the name The Whole Dish. And as a little bonus, my blog homepage on the Meal Tribune's website also contains some yogurt dip recipes that would also be great additions to the holiday spread to really lighten it up. A yogurt tahini artichoke dip and a yogurt sauce with jalapenos and herbs and lemon juice to brighten up your relish tray. Find those at mealtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.